Good morning, everyone, and let me offer you one last opportunity as the Christmas season comes to the close after the Baptism Mass Monday night to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Whenever we look at the Gospels or teach the Gospels to children, two of the first questions we ask are, who and what? Who are the main characters and what is going on? To see if the children can rehash what the Lord is trying to accomplish in his sacred text. Today we see the who. We see King Herod, whose heart is perplexed, who's disturbed, who's very angry and does not even journey the 10 miles from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to see the child. Today we also see the three wise men, the three kings, as Matthew calls them, the three magi. Why are they wise? Because they are philosophers. They are seeking the sciences of the world. Saints Casper, Melakar, and Balthazar, the three men who we heard prophesied in the first reading from Isaiah that would come with dromedaries. The difference between a camel and a dromedary is one hump versus two humps. But today we also see Mary and the child Jesus as we answer the last question, who? So we have to ask the question today, what is going on in this passage that God wants to instill in our hearts? Maybe it's what do we bring to God at every Mass? Beyond our hearts, what are our intentions, our desires, our dreams, as we place them on the patent and elevate them to the Father, asking God's blessing upon them? That's why every Mass we come with an intention. But today, the what is going to be the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold to represent the king. Frankincense to represent the priesthood as a priest offers incense on the sacrifice. But that last gift is myrrh. Myrrh. What is used to embalm a dead body. Now as I said before during the Christmas and Advent season, if anybody should be envious or angry, it could easily have been the Blessed Mother. Why? Because her parents did not come to the manger. She was rejected by all of Bethlehem. She delivered the child on a barn floor. But yet she held her joy. She held her peace. She held her faith. And today three complete strangers from the east come. If you were in Mary's shoes or Joseph's shoes, what would your first intention be? Your first intuition that's going on in your mind, what would you say? But I think the what today we have to get to is the Magi show us that faith and science are friends. They're not foes. They're not enemies. We need to see that faith and science are not opposed to each other. They will never be at odds. Rather, they complement each other. And that is our Catholic position. 
This feast is so important because the fastest growing group of denominations of religion in the world right now are the nuns. And we're not talking about religious sisters as nuns. We're talking about those who identify as N-O-N-E, the nuns. And right now in America, over 30% of people, when asked their religious affiliation, identify with the nuns. When asked why they check the box, why they're not affiliated with a religious affiliation, studies will show because they do not affiliate with a particular religion, they see opposition between science and faith. And what's even scarier, the millennial generation, the statistics are much higher that identify with nuns. They see science as intellectual and rational. They see faith as anti-intellectual, anti-rational. They say science is progressive and faith is opposed. So what is happening is they set aside their faith in order to grow into science. My friends, I think we have to look at anybody who is a true scientist does not need to leave anything at the church doors when they come in. And anybody who carries a deep faith does not have to leave anything at the doors of a laboratory as they enter the science lab. They are not opposed. We all have the same creator. The same creator we worship in faith, who we will never grasp our whole mind, wrap our minds around on this side of eternity. But we are the creatures who deserve to worship the creator who are also the ones who are called to use the resources we are given to build the sciences, to help. And that's why I love talking about the Magi. Why? This star today guided them to Jerusalem through science. But through faith, they had to stop and talk to the scholars of the law. The scribes, the Pharisees, where this newborn king is found. It was through faith they found him in Bethlehem. It was through faith they came and adored on bended knee. And you and I as a family, wouldn't that be great? To come on bended knee with all of our family into the house of God. Here's where we get our genuflection from when we come into the church. We follow the example of these men who are astronomers, philosophers, and scientists. These men today who encountered the living God never went home the same way, the way they came, as their life was forever changed. They did not go back to King Herod. Now imagine King Herod being so lazy and perplexed. He didn't even want to go with them. How sad and envious he was. And that's why faith and science build and support each other. And that's why the Catholic Church has been the first to introduce to us the universities and the schools, the libraries and the hospitals. In fact, the great scientists of our time, Copernicus, Galileo and Mendel, were all Catholics. 
In fact, Galileo had two daughters that were religious sisters and nuns. And that's why authentic faith and science will always be at odds with each other. When science says it is okay to take innocent life, that is opposed to faith because it's not authentic. When science will always be opposed to ideologies that justify the killing and the torture and the violence in the name of God. That's not good faith. That's not good medicine. And that's why an authentic faith and science are needed and are not opposed. And that's why I like telling college students. Oftentimes I hear college students who have left the faith. Why? They feel they have to give up faith to live out their career, to live out their profession. And that's not true. I recently heard in catechism in a year, for those of you that are following along, you might remember this story. It was a man of faith and science demonstrating this at Niagara Falls. As a man of science, he built a tightrope across Niagara Falls and he started figuring out the science, how to walk across Niagara Falls from one side to the other on a tightrope. The crowd that watched him was amazed. So he looked at the crowd and he says, I did this forward, do you think I can do this backwards? Again, he had the science all figured out what to do to walk the tightrope backwards over Niagara Falls without following in. And the crowd said, yeah, you have the science, you can do this. Well, the man says, let me grab a wheelbarrow. Let me see, do you think I can push a wheelbarrow on a tightrope and walk across Niagara Falls? And the crowd says, yeah, you got the science. You have it figured out. Well, the man sat there and he thought and he says, let's add the faith dimension. And he says, do you think to the crowd, do you think I can push somebody in the wheelbarrow and walk across Niagara Falls on the tightrope? And they all hollered, yeah, you got this science figured out. And he says, who is my first volunteer? And the crowd went hush. Sometimes I think we advocate so much for science, but our faith can be weak. And that's why our conscience gives us a certainty of the existence of God by the light of faith and science as they're not opposed to each other. Faith deals with the supernatural reality it asks the question, who made this? And why is this here? Science deals with natural reality and asks the question, how can this be or how is this? And what is this thing? As faith deals with the who and the why, science deals with the how and the what. And faith and science cannot contradict each other. How can they if they have the same origin? the same creator and you and I are the creatures because faith and science are called to seek what is true and what is true is an objective truth in God it cannot be replaced by our subjective experiences without the creator the creature vanishes without the designer the design is no longer there and that's why objective truth and false are found in God and in the ways of God. 
Our subjective truth, we might believe, holds a lot of merit. You might say, I like a lot of pizza. And this afternoon as you come to the pizza party, you might say, I love pizza. But that not, might not be true for all of us. Where God's ways never change. Today, we come before the one who made us. The one who loves us. The one who redeemed us. And today we say, praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.